knew I was funny. When I was five years old, I invented a, a humor machine <laughs> that was later patented. And uh, also, uh, I did a lot of funny psych gags when I was small. I would spill. I wouldn't just spill my cereal. I would spill it hilariously. <laughs> I think uh, we're good, right? Let's leave that in. Leave that in, please. Let's leave there that in. There should be nothing that I say that does not, that gets cut out. Why does the, the podcast have to start with your usual seven minute, you're listening to the Justin Hour. <laughs> oh, first, it's letters from last week's show. <laughs> Dear Justin, I loved your interview with Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> I didn't know that he had a catchphrase before Get Her Done, which was, did you get a nice health to start on her? <laughs> when are you going to have Jeff Foxworthy on the show? He's the That guy is the funniest goddamn man I've ever seen, and I like his buffet commercials. Yeah, we're start. We have started. All right, this is it. No laugh track. It's podcast. go time. No laugh track. Acme, Justin. Yeah. Here we go. Andy, I don't have a. I and people know I don't have a laugh track when I'm doing my shows in the club. <laughs> That's obvious. And you know how you can tell? There's no laughs, so there certainly isn't a track. Do you ever? Uh, I have a question. Let's start off right with a hard hitting question. Okay. When you do you ever get rental cars when you're traveling? I do get rental cars. Not this week because this week I am staying. I don't, as, as I always say, I don't give out the name of the hotel where I'm staying. I don't want people coming to my room to complain <laughs> about the show. So I am literally and figuratively two blocks. So I, I never do it here. I try to avoid it, but recently I've been doing three or four day tours oh. where I will drive. That leads to my next question, yes. which is when you get a car with satellite radio. Do you ever listen to the comedy stations? I am a very sad man. I am not only tech, I'm not tech savvy. I have trouble adjusting volume controls on transistor radios. I don't get it. Is it righty-tighty? Is that how you turn the volume up? Lefty-loosey, loosey-lefty? I would love to have satellite radio but I don't. But I do have a, an iPod that is stocked with 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 a podcast I listen to. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so then I try to, when I rent a car, I spend the first hour looking for the USB hookup, which the car manufacturers have decided, you know it would be great? Let's put them in different places in every car. Let's bury it in the glove box. Let's bury it in the glove box or uh, make you have to remove an axle. <laughs> you have to remove an axle. And you have to use a snake. And you fish it down, and then you still have to go and find auxiliary. <laughs> that's right. Auxiliary. I did something that's very risky. Not not for me necessarily, but for the person involved. Unprotected comedy? <laughs> I sent someone to Acme, to this, uh, to this wonderful venue, last night, his very first visit to Acme. My apologies. Your show. It wasn't the woman in the front row who wouldn't stop yapping, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't a woman. It okay. was a guy, and uh, he's never been to Acme and has never seen your act. And I sent him to come see you for the first. Is he time. the guy who tweeted to me today that he enjoyed it? Did not realize there would be that much Hitler material. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay, I doubt it. But he had a really good time. Oh, good. Wouldn't it be terrible if you just said that he hated it and that's what you'd like to talk about the rest of the hour? Is what's happened to my act. Let's talk about how that went wrong. No. Yeah. Uh, and that you want me to apologize to him personally. <laughs> and would it kill me to give him his money back and pay for his drinks? Yeah. I don't I don't even think he's of age, so I don't think he drank. He's of age? What, are you trying to shut this place down? No, no. You can come here and, without drinking. I don't know why I went. Yeah. I don't know why I, I, I dropped the hammer on you. Ouch. Ouch. Ouch, babe. All right, let's go to page. That was the end of your anecdote? I, I had uh you... He didn't say I couldn't believe how Andy was not only hilarious, but how handsome he is. Nope. He when I told he asks me every week, and this is why I sent him, because he asked me every week, who's gonna be at Acme this week? Who's on your podcast? He's never seen live comedy before? No. But he's a comedy fan. Yes. 
But here's what I'm getting to. He goes. He always asks me who's going to be here, and I give him the name, and he's never heard of anyone. Right. So then I give a little description, like, well, you might know him from this or that or this. Uh, yesterday or earlier this week when he's like, oh, who's going to be there this week? And I said, Andy Kindler. And he goes, oh, would I know him from Pandora? Oh, that's the problem. You're bringing up a very sore subject. For really? Me. Uh-oh. Not really. Oh. No, I, I don't have enough of what they call in the business product. Okay. But I have, and in fact, I'm sitting on, and I'm sitting on it right now. It's on an MP3. I am, a, a comedy album is coming out from me, but it should have been coming out from me two years ago. Yeah. It's called Hence the Humor. I think we talked about it last year. Yes, we yeah. talked about it last year. Why don't you dr- rub it in? <laughs> what happened? I have finally, well, uh, I blame everything on the fact that my dad died. And also, I like to bring down every podcast, every show, every conversation. <laughs> Just even people on the street. How are you? Doing pretty good. However, my father expired. How's it going with you? They get depressed. I get depressed. It's a fun little game I like to call puncturing people's happiness. Ouch. So when my dad passed, that I, I will say that I did uh, go into a kind of a coma, which I will tell people if you're grieving. And, I, and believe me, I have not had bad things happen in my life. Uh, like some people have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been very lucky and blessed, but uh, uh, you will sometimes not realize that you're grieving because you don't think you're grieving. You think, but being comatose and paralyzed is a, is a form of grieving. Yeah, I, so I'd say that pushed everything back. But it actually is in the in the process of. Uh, I've actually listened back to it and made my edit notes. It's mostly one. Of two, sh- we did two nights in this place. Yeah, and it's mostly the second night unexpurgated. Sure, whatever that means. Yeah, but I, I, that, but I decided it's ridiculous. There's no reason not to edit. There's, it, it, there's certain things I don't want in there that aren't as funny. Like for example, I did a negative joke about Robin Williams, and oh. it just sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he's done, he's, he's passed away. Uh-huh. Why are you piling on him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I did. Some, I'm trying to think about who else recently died, but I didn't. Couldn't think of anybody. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's is that why you were asking about Pandora? Pandora? Yeah, I'm just curious about you know uh, just about like capturing a new audience. You know, it's not necessarily like the late night um, appearances anymore. Or a, you mean the fact that I'm not doing late night appearances anymore? No, it's just in, for comedy comedians in general. To, my whole thing is to constantly trap you. No, <laughs> I think it's very important. My nephew. And nieces told me that niece and nephews a long time ago told me that you, I need to get some stuff on there because that's where they found out about okay. Jim Gaffigan yeah. and all these people. I do get a check twice a year from Sound Exchange. Thank you, Sound Exchange, for stuff that is played on the air. So they do play myself on Sirius. Okay. Uh, and they play my Sirius stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, please. Oh, I've busted my own gut. Oh, that was a rib tickler. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I need more. Yeah. I need my older material, too. My material from the 70s about Pop-Tarts, my hilarious processed foods bit from the 50s. Uh, canned asparagus, what's next? Another vegetable that shouldn't be canned? TV dinner. Hey, Swanson. Hey, Swan. I don't know who you are, Swanson, but pick it up. You know what I like with my turkey? Foil. <laughs> Hilarious. What about bit. your Salisbury steak? Yeah, Salisbury steak. First of all, it's not from Salisbury, and there's no steak. Salisbury. Salisbury steak. It sounds like a suburb. I used to love them, though, when I was a little kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. The yeah. Swansons. I, if you said you want steak tonight, I always assumed it was Salisbury steak. Oh, no, no. Steak. I didn't like the Salisbury steak. I like the turkey dinners from Swanson. That my wife and I still have every Thanksgiving, like uh, Broadway Danny Rose. What? Do you really? Yeah. No. But that's the greatest scene at the end of Broadway Danny Rose. It's been a long time since I've oh, seen that. Oh, it's, it's really good where he's Broadway Danny. Danny Rose, uh, uh, he's kind of a, he's an agent. He's a low-rent agent kind mm-hmm. of guy who represents uh, like magic acts and stuff, but not good magic acts. And then the, in the last scene, he's he's having Thanksgiving dinner at his house. And everyone's having uh, TV dinners. Just as good as uh, fresh. <laughs> so I was looking at, uh, I was doing my uh, Google searches of Andy Kindler to do all my uh, research. And I couldn't believe something popped up uh, today on Playboy.com. 
Oh, you kidding me? Yeah. I have posed nude for Playboy while doing jokes eight times. Now, what showed up? Was it me? At, was it the one where it's the opening of the Playboy Club at the Palms? It's, a, it's me in studio at Playboy. It's you and other comics talking about the uh, uh, most what was it? Most dangerous jokes or something like that. Oh. Andy Kindler, Bill Hicks on killing President Ronald Reagan. I think I remember this. Was this at the Roxy? In that, uh, this remember? I remember this being at the Roxy. Maybe. Look at there's your picture right there. Oh my God! I still am attractive. Look at that. Look at that. Even yeah. more Jewish. Uh huh. I you, kind of have a memory of this. Do you this. remember telling this story to someone? What was the story? Uh, Bill Hicks had a bit about John Hinckley Jr. Oh, yeah, this is a great... Wait, oh, is this recent? Today. Oh, it just came out today. Today. Do you think that I'm... that I don't want to make fun of me because I'm slow. And I don't want to use the word slow because I don't know if that's correct. But... Uh, why has no one told me about this? Uh, that's why I'm can you, here. Can you uh, loop it to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a guy was writing an article about other people's dangerous bits, and that was the one that we most focus on. Yeah. Was Hicks saying he can't believe that uh, the guy, John, was it Hinckley? Yep. Tried to kill Reagan because he was attracted to Jody Foster. Right. And so Hicks's whole thing is he would have done it uh, – for Phoebe Cates. Right, which is so perfect. It's hilarious. And he runs to the White House, get back here, Nancy. And it's very, very funny. And then he he mimes himself getting the electric chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> but still has the memory of Phoebe Cates. It also says here, uh, and see, I don't know, is this you talking or the guy who wrote this article? I met Hicks in the winter of 1988. Yes. Uh, well, I hope it is me talking because I did meet Hicks in the winter of 1988. I met him uh, like... Ten days after he had stopped drinking. Oh. And it was a total revelation to me, yet I was frightened by him because I was still, I wouldn't say a hacky comic, but I wasn't a good comic. And what he was doing frightened me. And in fact, I remember even arguing with him. Really? Yeah, because he was doing a bit about Liberace, why Liberace got uh, AIDS, and the Liberace was saying... That he had gotten it from a weird diet. And then Hicks would go through a whole thing. was like, uh, I don't know. Was it the string of chorus boys you blew or the melon? Right? And so I was like in the mode of, well, isn't it sad that Liberace has AIDS? But Hicks didn't care about that. He was just talking about the hypocrisy or the the ridiculousness. So I, I always think about that in an embarrassed way that I argued with wow. one of the most brilliant comments. But he couldn't have been nicer. This is how amazing he was, I think. He, he was so comfortable with his own comedy. And I'll never forget. Well, I don't know how comfortable he was. I remember he slept like me. Not like me, but he slept. He got up like at four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, we, and he was, so we, and I'll never forget, we were like Lansing, Michigan, and he's in this place, and he's working on like a Letterman set, and he says, yep, two months from now, I'll be on Letterman, you people will still be here in this shithole. <laughs> and I remember just, like, it stopped my heart almost, it was like, how can he do it? And then he goes, just, just kidding, <laughs> that's okay. That makes it all right. Everything's okay. <laughs> and I just remember going, man, this guy is... This guy's unbelievable. So it, w- it really was a revelation to me. I, I worked with him, like, I think three weeks. Oh, wow. In Lansing, or two weeks. Lansing and another place on a John Yoder run. John Yoder run. John Yoder is a, was a booker. He still is a booker, but his kids took over. Mm, okay. And he books Michigan in those areas. Well, I'm proud to have uh, broke your, new, cool. your story to you. <laughs> I don't know where that photo came from. Do you know where any photo ever comes from that they use? Well, my and, wife's a photo- photographer, so you know. I often do know. Good point. Good yeah. point. It was a good point. I'm on fire again, baby. You on fire. So this is uh, this is the week you're always here. Yeah, give or uh, take a week, right? Give or take a week, because sometimes it's right before Montreal, but then also sometimes Montreal, the festival out there is switched around. Okay. Sometimes They switched the festival around so it wouldn't compete with Comic-Con in San Diego. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Because that's a big deal now. Have you gone to that? I've never been to a comic convention, although I'm a big comic book fan, but not superhero comic books. I like what they call graphic novels, which is not uh, the name is a misnomer because <laughs> they're not usually novels. Uh, 
the the uh, air conditioning went off, and a lot of people who listen to this podcast, <laughs> they listen to it because they enjoy the sound of life. That's right. That they get. No, it's like my wife. She has the fan on to go to sleep. Oh, that's nice because she doesn't like outs. She likes that white noise thing. Yeah. Guess who doesn't like the fan on at night? You don't enjoy it because you are cold. That and I don't like the sound. Well, what does it sound like? What is it like? It sound like Al Jolson? It's, it's just too strong. Is it a uh, uh, convection fan? It's like one of these big, you know, like uh, wind tunnel or something. Like it's supposed to, you know. I, I just feel bad because I sniffed in and I do have congestion, and I don't want people out there to say. Andy Kindler, the world's greatest comedian. I never would have thought he <laughs> suffered. I would have thought that being as much of a genius as he is, and of course you know I'm being funny, mm-hmm. talking about myself as a genius, although deep down I believe it. <laughs> that the people think I don't have a congestion. But I Honestly, do. someone could do, and maybe someone already has, when people do like the graduate school and they have to write a paper yeah. thesis, has anyone ever done a thesis on what does Andy really believe about Andy? No, but people do theses. Uh, they do a thesis about comedy, though. Yeah. I've heard that happen. Trump has a weird... Uh, he's evil in every way. And then he has this weird sniffing in thing he does. What? It's like he's sniffing in his his, his, his evil... His evil... Pure evil... Starts to congeal into a mucusy uh, substance that he has that starts to leak out, and he's got to suck it back in. Have he's just ever, a terrible human being. Have you ever crossed paths with? I would never want to cross paths with him. I hated people. I would make you know like Penn Jillette, who I can't stand anyway because he's like a new atheist and just a jerk in general. And Penn, if you're listening, by the way, he was also uh, interviewed in that Playboy thing. Oh, st- what are you bothering <laughs> me for? Uh, how did I start on him? Oh, he was on Celebrity Apprentice twice, mm-hmm. which enraged me. Here's a guy who's rich beyond his wildest dreams, but he's like, oh, he thinks the exposure was good. And he, he actually, Pendulet will never be able to live down the fact that he called Donald Trump Mr. Trump. I hope that haunts him to the rest of his days. <laughs> this guy acting servile. To an evil Hitler-like figure. Maybe he's just being polite, like you know, people say to do to like a police officer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, he's like a libertarian. Pendulette is he's a libertarian kind of guy. I'm not anti-libertarian unless it's Pendulette. <laughs> but I don't know how we got onto that. Oh yeah, that uh, Trump crossing, crossing paths. Yeah, I always thought that that was sleazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrity Apprentice, but you know, a lot of people do things they don't know what they're doing. Nobody knew he was going to be that evil then. No. I th- I always hated him. I always despised him. And Me my too. Da- I, I must say I never watched that show because I don't like. I didn't, like, didn't him. like him. And my dad was a plumbing and heating contractor in Queens, and he would service uh, like uh, buildings on a contract basis. Like they would install a boiler or a thing, and then then my right. father would, you know, he and then later on people who worked with him would go and do, service him. And he hated Donald Trump. He hated him politically. I mean, well, he would have hated him politically, but back then he hated him because he never paid. Oh, and and that and it's so funny now you see that as a recurring theme. Yeah, is that he doesn't pay. Uh, uh-uh. that's the way he one of his his business tricks. Yeah, what are you uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Trump University and all that? Well, that's the other thing that is kind of a it's uh, not a sore spot, but in two thousand eight. I did a root of all evil, which was that show hosted by Lewis, Lewis Black. Black. Yes, and I argued that Trump was the root of all evil, and I did a Trump University bit. So it's and it and so I'm trying to, uh, of course, when I say trying to, uh, I mean I keep making a note, uh, contact Comedy Central, which to get I don't the actual do. Video. No, because they don't make that show available. Like, you have to actually buy the DVD. Well, those clips should be available. Oh yeah. And I don't understand that, why they're not available. So people. Who listen to this podcast? When we, you know, we can get a movement going. That's right. On the downloads of this podcast, would you say you get a million hits the first day? Two million. A million's conservative, probably. Seven to eight million. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good with numbers. And a lot, yeah. a lot of them buy podcast subscriptions. I heard that's the way to to really go big on the podcast. Is you have to have subscribers. Uh, we're just trying to send people to the seats here at the club. Uh, why don't undersell it? I mean, we're trying to. You know, I need 
the kids need diapers. I thought this was going to be for uh, part of my legacy, this interview. And you're saying it's just to get people down. This is just a service, a two-drink minimum. They don't have a two-drink minimum, no. do they? Hell this no. This isn't the comedy store. No. And when I first went to the comedy store, and whenever it was, late 70s, oh, I'm scared to say how old I am. But they would give you, you'd order the drinks, and they would bring the drinks to you. The two drinks. At the same time. At the same time. That is not classy. Mm-mm. There's a Mexican restaurant here that has a two-for-one, and when you order the margaritas, they sometimes bring them both at the same time. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm angry. We talk about, you know, um, things to march about. No kidding. Where is that Mexican place? This will end. Serve our margaritas one at a time. Yeah. Sir, uh, I order. I, I get them on the rocks, not blended, so that ice right. ends up melting. Yeah, it melts and it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about it. I might not come back. All the images of now that people have is you getting drunk at that Mexican place <laughs> and being upset because the second one's watery. And I you, actually don't go anymore because I don't live over there anymore. Yeah, and but I would don't, only go when I could walk home, Andy. It's responsibility. Uh, that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. But I just love the idea of you like, I get away, come here for second place. I, your second margarita, worry. What, sir? <laughs> Why? Maybe I don't do a good drunk character, but that's no excuse. <laughs> Did you, um, you were here last night, so you didn't uh, get a chance to watch the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. I hate the All-Star Game. I, my, the only part I like, and it's not even as good as it used to be, who, who won? is the player introductions. Oh. I like the player introductions. Why is that? What do they do? I, I don't know. I just I like when they show a little personality and show the guy the players up close. Oh, that's fun. And, you know, they might do a little wave or hi mom or something. I don't know. I like that stuff. And who won? The the American League. They won every year. They, they win a lot. So then, they, so now my Mets, who will be in the World Series, are again <laughs> going to have to be the visiting team. Yeah. I hate the All Star Game because I like baseball. I'm a big Mets fan, and I hate when they. What happened this year, they lose two games to the Nationals going into the All-Star game. Now I have to wait three days <laughs> to see if they're going to come this out of it. This losing streak is just lingering in front yeah, of you. Yeah, that's all I can think of now. <laughs> Whereas, the, how are the Twins doing this year? Come on. No, I don't. Uh, when was the last time you guys won it all? Uh, 25 years ago. I knew that. I just like to hear you say it. Mm-hmm. I rooted for Cleveland, though. I was very excited about Cleveland overcoming their... Uh, the uh, curse, oh, the basketball. Yes, yeah. I, I turned around. I didn't never. I was never a big LeBron fan because I, I, I didn't like the way he. No one liked the way he left. Uh uh-uh. uh no. But I love him. I love that guy. I love that team. And I watch. If you watch the thirty for thirty called Believe Land, no. it's one of those ESPN deals. Thirty for thirty. They have these great directors direct stuff. Yes. Do you do you see the one coming up? Speaking of the Mets. Uh no. What's coming? Daryl and Doc. <gasps> Oh my God! Yeah, yes. Are they now? Is Doc doing good? I'm not. He well, good enough that they have a current current interview. Well, Daryl, I know, had a lot of trouble. Yeah, I don't remember. He about played independent independent baseball here in St. Paul. Who? Uh, Daryl Strawberry. Wow. I, let me tell you. I want to tell people one thing that comes uh, that I will say sincerely, and I'm not known for sincerity, uh, and mostly my wife tells me that <laughs> is that. I will never forget watching. I'm, I'm very old, man. I'm 90 to 100 years old. I'll never forget watching Daryl Strawberry from the stands at Shea Stadium. I think it was Shea Stadium back then. It, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah. He, ha- it was like, t- talk about a perfect baseball specimen body. His swing. Yeah. He had the sweet. I mean, the guy was like a natural. Absolutely. And it just was um, unbelievable. And just to watch him out in the outfield, like just warming up, it's incredible. Yeah, he was incredible. Well, I'm glad I got to share that. Yeah, that's coming 18, up. 18, I think it was his number. It was. Daryl Strawberry. It was. Daryl and Doc. Those are, the specials are so good. The guy who did OJ, the new OJ seven-hour thing. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Uh, I watched the first one, which is amazing. He also did Magic and Bird, which is a great documentary that was on HBO about the relationship between Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yeah. So some of the best stuff is being made by sports. Meanwhile, the comedy movies. Have you been any new ones? No, but there's one called Mike and Dave. It looks like you have to be 12 years old. Oh, the oh the um, Zac Efron. Yeah, who right. is Zac Efron? Is he a Disney character? Yeah, he's the cute guy from Disney. 
Is he a Disney character? <laughs> yes, Mickey. No, Minnie. is Zac Efron really a Disney character? Mickey, Minnie, and Zac. All right, is Zac Efron, is he also Justin Timberlake, or is that a separate person? <laughs> I believe that's a different person. And are you saying, therefore, that Ashton Kutcher is a separate person also from those two? I, I'm not familiar with him. And Adam Levine, true or false? <laughs> true or false? Adam Levine. True. I think false. <laughs> Wait a second. You know what? First, the thing that is amazing about that show, The Voice, and I think we can all agree that that show is the greatest show, is how can you possibly evaluate singing without being able to see the singing? I mean, it's like a miracle. Right. I mean, I don't know how Stevie Wonder does it. <laughs> Who was the blind country singer? What was his, uh, 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 his name was Blind Country Joe. That's right. Country Joe. No see But that show, The Voice... There, I think he was like uh, I forgot the guy's name, uh, Jerry Pride, somebody Pride, Charlie Pride, but I don't think he was blind. They're sitting around; they can't see a thing. All they can do is hear the singing, so they're at a disadvantage. <laughs> and then they could swing around, which uh, I wish I had that option. I wish I well, during stand up I could swing around. Did you ever and ju- face away from the crowd? <laughs> you, did you ever consider pitching that to uh, Last Comic Standing when you were a judge that one year? First of all, I was the judge in Last Comic Standing, and this is a big. People don't remember this. I was. Uh, I was. It was the first year that they actually sat down, the panelists. <laughs> the whole thing was everyone stands. The last comic is standing. The panelists are standing. I said, you know what? Let's go more game show. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> is anyone even considered sitting? That's right. and then all of a sudden things change. But now this summer the match game is back with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, which is weird to me because I've been hearing rumors for years about other of comics bringing that show back as with a, a comic as a host, not com- comedic actor. Are you Alec telling Baldwin. me that Alec Baldwin is not a comic? That's what I'm telling he'll you. He'll punch you in the face. He'll punch both of us in the face. Uh, he probably it doesn't make it That's untrue. That's what he does. When you say negative things about him, it, it doesn't make it untrue. He finds who you, where you are, and he punches you in the head. That's, <laughs> a, that's how he rolls. Is that what this match game is going to be like? I've heard it isn't very good, but I don't watch things because I want to not like them, and I don't want anything to dissuade me. Someone told me the ten thousand dollar pyramid remake is good. Now, who's hosting that one? I don't know, but I think that's coming. That came back too. Yeah, I, I, I th- oh, it's. Uh... It's uh, probably Steve Harvey or something like that. Oh, Steve Harvey. It might be. I don't know. What doesn't Steve Harvey host? That should be a better question. This podcast, for now. Uh, I have news for you, but, Justin. No, 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 no. How many other comics do you know make notes during your podcast? <laughs> because you know why I'm making notes? Because you won't do what I've asked you to do after every one of these podcasts. I said, would it kill you to extract my funniest lines <laughs> and put them... On a, a small uh, uh, cassette tape for me, mini cassette tape. Actually, I, I don't want to brag. I have a micro cassette tape. Oh. Which is also my wife's nickname for my penis. <laughs> yeah, I never got to my point about the uh, All Star game. Oh. Did you hear about the controversy? The Canadian oh. national anthem. Uh, I heard it from Brandy Brown. Oh yeah. So who's some... also working here with you this week? Yes. Correct. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, I need to go two steps away and blow my nose. Cover for me. Okay. Uh, I, pl- I, I pledge allegiance you, you to, to, to the flag of the... Un- I am going to pull up a story here that I have printed in front of me, and I will explain to people what happened. Uh, the tenors. Are, who doesn't know the tenors? The tenors, the tenors are from Connecticut. Canada, the right? tenors are a singing quartet from Canada, and last night they were invited to sing. Although the game was played in San Diego last night, because there are teams from Canada, they are uh, they sing the national anthem before the game. The tenors were invited to sing the anthem, and when it got to the, do you know? By the way, do you just on a side note, do you know the words to the Canadian national anthem? Oh, uh, oh, I do. It's called "Oh Canada." There you go. What's up? What's, what's up? Yeah. 
We have Vancouver. No, I don't know. Uh, oh, Canada, something like that. Our home and native land. Okay. To, look, I'm not reading this. Tr- true patriot Are love. Are you from Canada? Beyond our son's command, with glowing hearts, we see thee rise the true north strong and free from far and wide. Oh, Canada, we stand a guard for thee. I'm not Canadian. I've never even been to Canada. Wow, that's very good. Yeah. Uh, so the tenors got to the part where they say... Um, they're supposed to say, with glowing hearts, we see thee rise, the true north, strong and free. And one of the guys said, uh, we're all brothers and sisters. All lives matter to the great. He said that or he yes. had a T-shirt? He said that in, the, in his lyrics. That's what he said. Well, how could he? He was, wearing, he was also holding a sign that said, united we stand. But wait, could people hear? He was singing differently or at a different time? Differently. But so how could people hear that? It was? I, apparently, not not many people could hear it. But the attention was grabbed. Yeah, he got the attention grabbed because he was holding a, the sign. Was he white? Yeah, they're all white. Right. Yeah. So what's his? What's he saying? He doesn't want any black fans. I, I African American fans. I kind of feel like he got it wrong. Did he get? Did he get in trouble for it? Yes, they've uh, they've. <laughs> They haven't fully booted him out of the quartet, but he's been... Sus- well, he has a lilting sound. He, the, he's been suspended from the quartet, Good. Andy. Good, And they only have two gigs a year. So <laughs> stew on that. Stew on that, tenor. Yeah. I don't like the tenor of his remarks. The tenors are Pereira, who's the... Uh, oh, he's good. He's the, uh, no, he's the outcast. Oh, he's bad. Yeah. Is that his first name or last name? That is his last name. Oh, God. His first name is something else. We'll just call him Pereira. Oh, Remigio, Remigio, Remigio. Now he's a Remigio member. Remigio Pereira. Now he's a member of a minority group. Yeah, this is like a Jewish person's. Uh, <laughs> he's a member of a minority group. Why wouldn't he be sensitive to other members? When people, I want to clear something up because a lot of people say this podcast, when I'm on it, doesn't get deadly serious enough. <laughs> and I want to tell you people right now, anybody who argues, anybody who argues against Black Lives Matter because they say all lives matter or any of this not. These are all GOP tricks. Whether you like the group or you don't like the group, you know why they named it that. They never said, "Uh, hello, America, I got news for you. No lives matter except black lives. That's not what the movement was called. It was called Black Lives Matter because many times black... It's like people who would argue... Why can't there be a white club on campus? Right. You know? I hate those people. I hate those people, too. It's just like affirmative. It's like, what? remember they say about affirmative action, mend it, don't end it. Maybe there were, maybe affirmative action should have been aimed more at people based on their socioeconomic background as opposed to, you know, as well as race. Mm-hmm. But the fact that people made an issue, that's all because the GOP in this country, um, and this wasn't always this way, but over in my lifetime, it's been um, we're going to get elected with dog whistling and wedge issues, and that's why Trump is their nominee now. The chickens have come home to roost, my friends. Unless he wins, in which case I'll be up there living at Romigio Pereira's house. <laughs> yeah. Let Let me hear your tenor. <laughs> oh, all lives matter. United we stand. I'm not a fan of protestation. I have issues. Oh, you know what? Oh, else? Canada, <laughs> the lights are shining bright. You know what I just learned here as I'm reading this last paragraph? It says, The audio wasn't clear at the park. Many fans reacted with surprise when they saw the sign on the ballpark video scoreboard. The Canadian anthem wasn't shown live on U.S. television. Oh, my God. That's a, that, Whoa. that is an insult Wow! added to an injury. No kidding, right? But it aired in Canada, where the tenor's decision lit up social media with overwhelming criticism of the change. Well, first of all, the tenors before the gig were hanging on by a thread. <laughs> it wasn't like nothing can affect th- these tenors. <laughs> They're money in the bank. They're like the thunder from down under. What if we find out that uh, CD sales have quadrupled now for the then tenors? That, then you know what? Huh? Tonight, I'll be on stage here with the United We Stand. <laughs> if there's money in it, I'm on, I'm on board. <laughs> yes. If I could make money with Trump stakes, I'd sell them. What, what, what would be better, Salisbury steak or Trump steak? I want Trump on everything. Trump, vodka, Trump, as I said, 
here last night, a lot of people say, "Could you? When's this coming? When's this uh, drop? This afternoon?" Yes, sir. Yeah, so people can say, "What are some of the sample jokes?" Well, I say that Donald Trump is going to round everybody up and put them in Trump centration camps, the greatest concentration camps ever devised. <laughs> I will get the Jews to pay for the camps, and you know how people react? Oh. Oh, shocking, they say. <laughs> Did you see Bill Hicks do his bit about Reagan? And you're telling me I'm shocking? Right. I'm trying to get Bill Hicks in trouble. <laughs> Posthum- posthumously. 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 You know what we need to hit up here is the hottest uh, story in the land. Okay. Is the fact that uh, people are coming to Acme tonight to find you on their Pokemon Go. Oh, this is so great. I have never been more excited about the rollout of anything than this Pokemon Go. I mean, I couldn't get to sleep the night before it came out. It could have been the cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the whole idea that these, this virtual reality, and they're hovering over real objects. I have, uh, today in Minneapolis, eight people broke their noses running into various walls. Yes. <laughs> oh. What are we on, automatic? <laughs> I wanted to make fun, but I couldn't. What is the, they have automatics. You know, do you know how many, while you were away, I went through so many vocal gymnastics. I hope everything evened out good. You mean you don't, Eric, you don't have to sit back there and hold down the record button? It yeah, just Eric. It records when you walk away, huh? I don't have to hold it down the Oh, okay. Doesn't have to Eric, down. I am shocked because uh, I, am like a viol- I am like a musician. I am a singer. My pipes. You want to be riding those, ri- you want to be riding the, what are they called? Faders? Yeah. Riding yeah, yeah. the board. Yeah. I don't even use faders. Oh. Oh. Uh, do you have a... Can you make uh, can you make me sound less Jewish? Put me a, put a Christian filter on me. <laughs> can can, can yeah. you can you auto tune this? Is there a Jewish limiter? <laughs> limiter, everybody. Is that still Eric? Is that still a, a, a audio term? Limiter, phase shifter, MXR distortion pedal. These are all classics. Can you put a wah-wah on my voice? Can I be talking and all the people here is like... I want one of those uh, uh, Frampton Comes Alive deliveries. I'm a regular Reggie Watts. Beatbox, beatbox. I'm a regular Michael Winslow. And then I, and then I, the wind came through. And then I ate some crackers. Choo, choo, choo. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> Have you had Michael Winslow? He, when was the last time you had him here? <laughs> he just beatboxes the theme song. Beatbox. Yeah. I can't get enough of beatboxing. No. Are you a Reggie Watts fan? I am a Reggie Watts fan. Yeah. Good. Yes. I am too. He's very funny. He is very funny. That doesn't mean I have to like James Corden, do I? Is he on that show? Yes. Oh, I don't know about that. You know what though? You love that karaoke pizza. I'm sorry. I I I'm James Corden is another one of those where I uh Guilty Pleasure. You wanna no. Here's here I'm gonna get real racist right here, so watch out. You love British people. I'm tired of British people getting every talking head job in the United States. What was the point of the Revolutionary War if we couldn't bar them from coming over here? <laughs> right. Yeah, stay out of here. Right. So when a guy like James Corden gets that uh, late night job, and I'm going, what, 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 huh? Really? We don't have other qualified people that I've heard of, and I'm already a fan of, and probably would die to have that job, right? Um, then I started watching those damn karaoke videos. Karaoke, the car karaoke. Karaoke, and you said, you know what? It just melted your heart. I'm not a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I watched the one he did with them, and I'm yeah. going. Okay, I'm warming up to all these guys. Eric, can you make that into a gif for me or whatever they do? I want that on a loop so that haunts you for the rest of your life. I, it you should. You saying it should. how much you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, first of all, and their new album. No. Their oh. new album, <laughs> no. Mild. Their new album, Mild Peppa. Mild Peppa. 
The Red Hot Chili Peppers unplugged, which means a little sli- uh, a muted Verde sauce. He should do more. He, he's expanding it too. He's going to sit in a in a in a vat of beans and sing. <laughs> Bucket of beans karaoke. No one's doing that. No one is. No. It's the Jimmy Fallonization of our culture. Everything is viral. That leads to a question I have. I noticed on you. I like when you get excited that you have a question. Mm-hmm. That's it's like everything. It's, everything's coming together for you. Uh, when things come together, because I write down so many freaking notes before all of these podcasts, and don't usually get to half of it. So when something triggers a memory or something I want to get to, I get very excited. Yeah. Yes. And now. <laughs> now that makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, someone who has a little joie de vivre. See, si. um, but wait. No, oh, yeah. So I was looking at your. Uh, yeah, a look- star just walked in the room. We won't even. We can't even say what it is. No, the people are going to have to imagine. Yeah. who that is. Mix master. Handsome. We'll just say that. Mix master. D J. Uh DJ Jazzy Jeff. In the fresh Derek. In the oh. fresh. Oh, Uh-oh. I mean. That's going to have to come out now. Damn it. Edit that, please. Uh, you've been retweeting things regarding Seth, My- Seth Myers. Yeah, what happened? I, I like Seth Myers. I forgot what I retweeted. That's what I want to know. I, I'm, so I'm seeing, though, and I'm, and I'm thinking, now, is this a Kindler, like, he's re- he's goofing on this guy? Oh, no, I like Seth Myers. I, I liked, I always kind of, I mean, I kind of like, for a lot of years, I did. I w- didn't watch much Saturday Night Live, but I loved him at the correspondence dinner. Okay, the year that uh, they went all went after Trump. Yeah. So I kind of uh, he follow. I'm not going to brag, but he follows me. Oh. And so I do see his stuff. What about and, when he did uh, carpool karaoke? He you now did. don't break my heart. That would be it for me. Because that made me fall in love with him. No, because I know. Also, I like that he banned Trump from his show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, he All said right. they're not going to have Trump gone. And he also stopped doing a monologue and just is uh, those jokes from the desk. But that, but that wasn't the that wasn't for social uh, justice reasons. True. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. No, no. Until oh, Black Lives Matter, I am no longer doing a topical monologue. <laughs> All right, so you like? Uh, I like Seth, Seth Meyers. Meyers. Okay. I like there. I need to at some point like a half dozen people. So I have a, a format for me to go on. I, you know, I have to keep, you know, like uh, I want to always have at least two people, two comedians like me. Yeah. You know, you know who goes against my uh, thing with the uh, Brits taking all the jobs is John Oliver. You like John Oliver. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like that. You know, the thing that's interesting is that it's not interesting. Anytime you preface something with saying it's interesting, it is by definition not interesting. What are you guys having a luau over there? The hell's going on over there? I hear one sound of a of a plate. <laughs> what is it, Ed Sullivan? What are you spinning plates back there? <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Damn it! What were we talking about? Um, Jimmy Fallon. I don't no, know. No, we weren't. <laughs> no, I forget. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. Okay, someone fill it in. John Oliver. Oh, thank you. Uh, is like the thing he did when he kind of because I'm not a, a Snowden fan. Uh, there's something about Snowden, and I don't like Glenn Greenwald, and that's a whole other thing. But he, the way he kind of nailed Snowden when he interviewed him. Okay. But I, I'm not compelled to watch the show. No. My other connection with John, but I know people love it, and I'm not against it. My other John Oliver anecdote is on the. I think I've only missed one show in my entire life, maybe more than one, but a, definitely a booked show where I was booked. At uh, a club, what was the name of that club? It was in the Meatpacking District. It was called I forget, but anyway, I got my appendix appendix taken out, and he was called in last minute. Comics, it was called. Okay, C O M I X. Yeah, and he was called in last minute, and he replaced me in like two thousand five or whatever when I had my appendix out. Oh, or two thousand eight. Was he required to do Andy Kindler jokes? He was. He was required to to, uh, to be Jewish. He was also required, as a replacement for my act, to not do very well. <laughs> That's in my rider. There shall be no more than 25 audience members laughing at any one joke. Fair enough. 
Oh, we didn't uh, uh, the uh, the Pokemon thing. We never got to the fact that well, you're. Well, the, the, I'm a character. I'm Pokemon. Yeah, Kindler. Now this is a thing. It's like a fire starter. Is what I think they're using. It. I, I wrote it down because oh, okay. I'm not familiar with any of this crap. A so, Kindler is a type of Pokemon trainer that first debuted. Uh, doesn't matter. They're depicted as men in aprons carrying a pair of flaming torches. Which is exactly uh, what my Food Network show looked like. <laughs> Iron Jew. Did you ever see it? Iron Jew. I'm writing that down. If you were a friend, you would extract that, put it on an MP7, and send it over to me. Iron Jew. I would wear aprons. Do you know I used to have a show? It was called Raise the Stakes. No. Well, you know how in meetings, like if you go to a meeting and you pitch a show, they go, you want to raise the stakes on this? So it's like, uh, I'll show you how you raise the stakes. You go and you pitch something. It's Eddie Murphy as a bartender. Oh, okay. Can you raise the stakes? On the moon? <laughs> Boom. Pluto Nash. So the, I actually had a show called Raise the Stakes. Uh-huh. It was an Iron, Iron Jew in Raise the Stakes, and we would have to uh, broil steaks on a, uh, on a raised platform. You just got to pilot, and that was it, though. Raise the stakes, literally. I've never had uh, uh, anything aired that I've done. I just read one of your... <laughs> What'd you this read? This just reminds me of another one of your jokes. Uh, run the gamut. I would like to manage... I'd like to open up a club called The Gamut, and I would like to manage it. So when people say, what do you do? I say, I run the gamut. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I run the gamut. That's that's what I do. That's how I come up with the jokes. I love it. I construct my own crazy world, mm-hmm. and people love it. I'm so I'm I'm very worried that I may be too popular now and too mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to lose my street cred. Can you give any uh, any uh, any hints on what you're going to cover on your state of the industry speech in a few weeks? Well, you know. It's so unbelievable that when you say that, my mind goes completely blank. Not only does it go blank, it gets me nervous that I haven't prepared enough <laughs> for the speech. So, like, my mind went completely blank. So, like, what am I going to talk about? And I said, yeah, what am I going to talk about? And uh, I might talk about game shows, but I've already done that. <laughs> uh I don't know. I my uh, I don't know. You'll have to tune in, which you can't do anyway. No, but it does uh, get posted afterwards. I, I know. Oh my god! It. I hope I have stuff. Is there anything? Well, I'd like to get Hitler in there <laughs> again. Sure. Oh, I'll probably talk about Louis C.K. again. Yeah. Because Louis C.K. Um, earlier this year, uh, you know, I have to do a bit every year that reveals my own petty jealousies and anger. Of course. The, otherwise, people don't like it. So I've already gone after Louis C.K. He didn't like that I went after him. So what should I do? Go back again. Yeah. And so he had uh, emailed uh, his fans, and he compared Hitler to Trump. And the media was like, oh, genius, genius, Louis C.K., how does he come up with these comparisons? He's a cut above the rest. He's so edgy. And, of course, as uh, I'm consumed with envy and uh, anger of my own poor decisions that landed me on this podcast. <laughs> Louis C.K. doesn't do this podcast. He's not playing the—he doesn't play this club. He plays the—he uh, plays the WD-40 off of Staples Arena. That's right. 30 Thousand seats. Uh-huh. So the the media was like, "Has this genius compare Trump to Hitler? How edgy!" I compare everyone to Hitler. I was the one who said Dan Cook was like Hitler, except <laughs> except Dan Cook is worse because at least Hitler had a point of view. <laughs> I said Bill Maher was just like Hitler, except Hitler was likable. I mean, less. I mean, except Bill Maher is less likable. <laughs> I'm the one who recently said. That the difference between Donald Trump and Hitler is that at least Hitler was a veteran. <laughs> and then, because he's a successful big star, people were raving over it. Then he also said, he told, he asked that his friends 
his fans do not vote for Trump, he said. Oh. Don't vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. And I certainly hope that the people downloading Horace and Pete will not vote for Trump. Now, this bit in clubs gets nothing. It gets less <laughs> than nothing. It's like they... You know how people are quiet during my joke sometimes? Mm-hmm. It feels I like know. during this joke, they they hold their breath. Hold their breath. They're literally afraid if they ex- let the breath out, they might die. They don't know who Horace... They don't know where Horace and Pete is. <laughs> like much of America. Now, do you know what Horace and Pete is? I do. Uh, did I watch any of those episodes? No. So my argument was, if you have to... If you have to download something, if something requires being downloaded, like putting a password in or entering your credit card numbers, that is way beyond the abilities of a Trump voter. (laughs) People can barely breathe. They have to breathe. They have to focus on breathing and hating at the same time. (laughs) Breathing and hating. See, I'm coming up with material for my speech. I uh, was slipping through the radio stations on the way over here. Right. uh, Rush was on one of the stations. Rush, the incredible uh, Rush uh, Canadian band. I wish I love I love that. Rush. I do love them. Yeah, I don't really, but I have to say things like that. No, I uh, I actually do. No, the uh, the talk aren't they show. Tom Thumbs thing and Tom Thumbs thing and Tom Thumbs thing, Tom Thumbs and Mark Twain and Tom Thumb and Huckleberry Finn and Tom Thumb. Now you know. On you. Now you know why I'm saying it this way, so you guys don't have to pay. <laughs> So that Am Amtrak doesn't come down on your ass. Thank you. Ass Amtrak and BMI. So uh, thank you. So uh, Eric liked a uh, a licensing joke. Yeah. <laughs> He's a tech nerd. He loves yeah, that. Yeah, he stuff. likes that. Uh, what is this guy from BMI? Okay, sorry. Ru- uh, Rush, I, I, uh, they must have been going to commercial break because he was advertising. You can get pay. Speaking of paying things, you can pay to be part of some twenty four seven. Oh, I oh yeah, this is I had the same thing, where if you want Rush's uh, uh, message like as an injectable, yeah, I get his program injected into my veins. Okay, I don't want to miss. What am I going to do on the weekends if I can't listen to Rush? Uh, Apparently, if you pay or subscribe or whatever you do, they're giving a bonus right now. Uh, this is real. A, uh, you get sent a bumper sticker. Make America great. Never Hillary. Oh well. Now, what's his position? Is he a Trump guy? I, I, I don't know. Okay. Literally, I don't. I don't ever. Never Hillary. Listen. I don't know. But I just I thought that caught me. I was like, oh, that's good. One of the greatest days of my life was when they denied that guy an NFL franchise. He oh, wanted yeah. to be an NFL owner, and they said no. Even. We at the NFL, as horrible as our owners are, you don't live down to our standards. I like that. Uh, I also read that you're going to do a, um, because more Andy is good. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. Yeah, you're going to do the uh, Ron Bennington show. Yes, now why are everyone saying this to me? Why do I not know what the, I know what it is? Oh, because I actually this doubles back to how I started talking about satellite because I love catching that sh- the shows that he does and when they play them on satellite radio. Well, did he have a partner or was it always his show? N- uh, he did a radio big Ron and Fez or something. Yeah, like that. I know those guys. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I believe that's him. Yeah, and he's interviewing me up in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why this information went out of one ear. I know very little about the guy other than he talks to a lot of comics, therefore I'm interested. Yeah, and, Tom and he does a good job. Sh- Tom Sharpling, who was from the best show, he I spoke to him by phone yesterday. What, are you having tea over there now, Eric? What, are you having a high English tea? I am... Can I go through a fake tirade? This is your... You're fired, I'm fired... This club is shut down. One of the things that I love about this club compared to uh, attending other clubs is they don't let people eat. In right. The, in and the, meanwhile, right? Eric has uh, back there has a Rube Goldberg-like contraption yes, of food. Exactly. The, the Eric Rube Goldberg, yeah, uh, uh, yes on the reference or no? Yes. Yes. And you told me he doesn't like Jews. <laughs> With the blonde hair and the Aryan, the general Aryan look. You know. Talk about a stereotype. He calls me a Schweinhund, <laughs> which I got from Hogan's Heroes. 
Do you see the excitement I just gave you again? Hogan's Heroes. You just... I can't believe you brought up Hogan's Heroes. Wait, was that one of the questions? Well, sort of. Just a dumb little anecdote I was going to bring up to maybe towards the end of the show, but now I'll do it now. Do you know who would have turned 88 today? Bob Crane? Bob Crane. Did you see that movie, which was a pretty good movie? It was based on his life. Yes. It called Autofocus? Yes. Or yeah. Yeah. With Greg Kinnear as him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you, well, how, what do you think Bob Crane would be doing these days if he hadn't died 20 He would be doing ago? opening up malls as Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the worst gigs I've done, and I won't say the name of the club because uh, it wasn't totally the club's fault, but they put me up in a place that was a very depressing hotel. And one of the anecdotes someone driving me home said was, "That is right behind that horrible hotel you're staying in, is the condominium that Bob Crane was murdered in." Oh, oh, really? Yes. Jeez. Oh, he was murdered, right? Is that what happened? Uh, well, I we don't, that know. mystery was never solved, Andy. Well, he's dead, though, right? <laughs> That's official. That's official. I can't believe you brought up Hogan's Heroes. That's ridiculous. Well, I've been trying to get F Troop. Uh, people won't. At l- I have a joke that says before F Troop, sitcoms were unwilling to look at the lighter side of the Native American genocide. <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. F Troop is no longer a reference. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not, uh, yeah, what do you... <laughs> when you come up with jokes, do you ever write, like, uh... I mean, when? I'm, I'm, I mean, if. I'm it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the age cutoff of people that are going to get that? Oh, yeah, it's really bad now. My references need to be updated. <laughs> they really do. Like, uh, I'm, I, 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 I'm paying three millennials right now. They're on the staff. <laughs> To modernize, you know, like Zach Efron's. You're movies. paying them with iTunes credits. iTunes right? credits. <laughs> you mean like Zach Efron? You know, hip it up. What are you, Zach Efron? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> what would Zach do? Yes. Yeah. WWZD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else should we mention here, Andy? Uh, Marin, you your job at Marin is I'm over. You've f- been fired from Marin. Well, no. Why do you say it? No, I was on the fourth season of Marin. I think my last... Is this season over? It was, I think it was last Thursday. Oh, I haven't seen my ep- the last episode. I think that was the one. Uh, but I had so much fun doing that show. I hope it comes back. I've, it's definitely not. I know. I, how do you know these things? Because he announced it on his oh, podcast on no, Monday. no. Come on. He did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed Monday's show. I'm breaking show. you this news. Well, I, I, I listened to his show assiduously. Thank you. And you told me I wouldn't come up with a great vocabulary word. <laughs> I listened to I have his... a story about assiduous. Get out of here. You do? No. Oh. <laughs> How are the odds? <laughs> Hogan, it's Hogan's Heroes when they did the episode about assiduousness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, well, he, bee, he said for sure it's not coming back. Yes, and then oh. he said it on the show. I, I'll admit I didn't listen to it either, but I saw some headlines. And then IFC tweeted about it and said, thank you, yep, it's true, we're done. And then no one tells me. I I get nothing. I'm Spin-off. Yeah. Spin-off. Kindler. <laughs> Judd Hirsch. Kindler's Place. Me and Judd Hirsch is Mark's dad on the show. Right. We get an apartment. Okay. And uh, we drive around in, the, uh, in that uh, RV yeah. that Judd Hirsch drives around in. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't have the whole show yet. Okay. But a lot of it's going to be in the RV, me with Judd Hirsch, and can we make it more Jewish? What can we do? Can we make it more Jewish? Maybe we'll have five-ish Finkel on. (laughs) Maybe we'll, Judd Hirsch and Andy Kindler, start, bring the Yiddish theater back on an all-new Kindler. Kindler. On IFC. Saturdays. No, not Saturdays. No. Not IFC, Saturdays. No, because of the Sabbath? Not Saturdays. Exactly. Not Saturdays. IFC told me, uh, I'm keeping it very much on the QT, whatever that means, but they told me, they actually did contact me this week, and they said they're going older as a network, uh-huh. and so they really want to be in business with me. Okay. <laughs> because they say the kids, the kids love the whiff of failure. The kid's like a man he- hurtling towards death soon. Nice. And I want to tell you kids, if I know a lot of uh, uh, aspiring comedians listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. 
and people waiting for their smack to come in. <laughs> said that. Uh, Hollywood loves people in their 50s. They love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, absolutely. They like a guy who's cooled off, got hot, lukewarm again. Luke. I love that word, lukewarm. The, oh, I played I played the the character of lukewarm <laughs> on a, right? a, a very popular Disney show. <laughs> Luke, Luke, go to the what is that line from the old Star Wars? Luke, yeah, what's up, Luke? L- Luke, look over here. Oh, Luke, <laughs> I am Darth Vader. Is that the right voice, Darth Vader? Yes. My favorite character is still Jar Jar Binks. I never heard any. I never, people talk about how bad Jar Jar Binks is, and that's when I, I'm glad that I did not. I stopped at the original three Star Wars movies. I sort of, sort of envy that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like a hacky character. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you you missed the boat on nailing Jar Jar set ten years ago in your speech. Did Jar Jar Binks the character ever say I'm sorry I played that character? <laughs> Apologies left and right. Are you? Uh, I saw you got you have a new gig hosting some coming to the stage. Yes, I. Uh, it's a show that is on. Uh, is it on Hulu? Yeah. Do you get a free Hulu with that? I don't. I you know what is it with? Why don't I get a thing? I also. Uh, Yes, it's called Coming to the Stage, where I uh, I host a show, and it's up-and-coming comedians. And I had a lot of fun doing it, and it's getting a lot of hits. I don't know what that means. Also, I just signed a deal this year with UPS Ground. Oh. Very excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm doing a show for UPS Ground. And next week, I have a meeting with FedEx Saturday Delivery. I have a show I'm pitching them. Eric, get ready for this joke. I don't want you to hit your head against the board. <laughs> the show is called Do Not Ship Blood for FedEx Saturday Delivery. Because I don't know about you, when when I go into FedEx, which I, that's where I normally used to go to ship my blood. Yeah. And they say, you do not, I cannot ship my blood. What am I going to do? Walk my blood to the Mayo Clinic? What do you want from me? Keep your body bodily fluids to yourself. That's what they said. That's yeah. what the guy on the plane told me. Well, how do you wrap I up? wanted to do a thing on the plane as I was flying up here. I said, let's be blood brothers, I said to this guy next to me. <laughs> so I start to cut his wrist just slightly. The guy's jumpy. And I start mix, intermixing our blood. This guy calls the... He hits the flight attendant button. That's supposed to be for real emergencies. Not you for... You didn't open the door. No, I didn't do my usual exit row shtick <laughs> where I pretend that I think it's an emergency. I say, hey... The flight tank said we should do a run-through. I'm just going to open the door a little bit, just a little meet and greet. Keep your shirt on. That's what my new catchphrase is. I think I heard a knock. I think I heard a knock. Keep your shirt on. How could that not take off? I'm going to write it down again. How could not take off? Airline pun. Airline pun. How can that not take off? Uh-huh. Or my bit about the f- the food choices on the airline. Classic. Class- <laughs> what else should we cover, Andy? Have we have we hit everything? I think we've hit everything. Are we at an hour? Uh, people uh, people yeah. can... Uh, yeah, we're, we're at an we're, hour. Because it's like my stand-up show. After 45 minutes, people ask for the check. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I um, Yep, we're going to do this one more thing. Okay. Are are you familiar? I want your thoughts on this. Did you see about the the comic who was a mayor who has been indicted? What? Yeah. Is this a joke, Mayor McCheese joke? This is. You would love to do your Mayor McCheese bit for me. What town was Mayor McCheese the mayor of? Uh, that stuff it never gets old. Never so, gets yeah, old. I, That's I true. Use it every uh, every. Your observational material is my favorite. Episodes. Why do they call it toothpaste? You're not pasting things to your teeth with it. It doesn't stick to my teeth. It's, yeah. Sorry about that. Hillsborough mayor, stand-up comedian, indicted. Why? A grand jury has indicted uh, a Highland County mayor is also a veteran stand-up on four felony counts of election falsification. Uh, this person's name is Drew Hastings. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I know Drew Hastings. I'm sure you do. Well, what did they claim he did? The Ohio Auditor's Office announced yesterday 
Uh, this follows a month-long investigation of Drew Hastings by special prosecutors appointed, uh, blah, blah, blah. The counts also include theft, theft in office, and tampering with records. Hastings said he served, he was served with the indictment while having lunch and didn't comment immediately. Among allegations under investigation were improper personal use of Hillsborough City trash bins, a $500 vacant building fee refund he received, uh, an election falsification concerning his residency in the city of some 6,600 people where he has a downtown apartment. Uh, he's called the investigation politically motivated. The 62-year-old Republican was reelected oh. last November to a second four-year term. Well, did, uh, First of all, did you know he was a mayor? I knew he was a Republican, and... Uh, Drew Hastings is a funny guy, and I used to be friends with him. But when he went right wing, I wasn't not friends with him until he said something on Facebook that made me angry. Okay. Uh, and then I remember just saying, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, it was just like one of those things where, you know, I, I don't know why people become Republicans. Uh, maybe, uh, like I say, at one point in my life in the past, I do remember there being reasonable Republicans, but... These wedge issue Republicans. So I'm after whatever it was, I was probably going on and on about that. And he was like saying, well, you know, I'm a Republican. And I said, yeah. And that was the extent of that. But it doesn't it doesn't sound like an earth shattering case. No, 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 no. Yeah. And I checked and I looked at his Twitter and he's going, hey, he he even tweeted out the story, you know, like, all right, this is out there. Here's an example of the story. Go ahead. and Read it. It, The whole thing sounds depressing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Him being a Republican, getting reelected, that's my dream. Not to just be elected the first time as Republican, but be reelected. <laughs> also, controversial use of city trash bins. That's something that I don't, you know what, that to me, I won't stomach, I won't stand for that. No. Stop putting your paint cans, stop putting your poisonous, uh, stop getting rid of your asbestos. You're loose. Stop shoveling loose asbestos into the community. That's for a separate thing. <laughs> that one is a lid. I still hope he goes to jail, and I only hope he goes to jail for becoming a Republican. <laughs> or the material. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Eh? It's, uh, the whole thing sounds like a publicity stunt. I'm not accusing him of anything, but I think he rigged the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Because you know what the story would be about if he hadn't done that? What? Nothing. 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 62-year-old man continues to become a Republican, to be a Republican. Uh-huh. Where does he live? It's near here? Ohio. Oh. Hillsborough, Ohio. Sounds like a fun town. Yeah. There you go. Andy. This was fun. We nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. We're sending this to uh, Bill the Maher. Smithsonian. He's going to use this as for his hot topics. Hot topics. Are you the one, by the way, I, I need to ask you about this while we're on the mics here. Are you the one that pointed out, I think you are, how obnoxious it is that at the end of his show he makes his guests stand there and listen to his jokes? Oh, no, somebody else did, I'm sure. Okay. But that, Yeah, his new rules. Yes. Uh, and ever since whoever said that to me, uh, when I flip that show on, some, you know, yeah, I'll watch it every like now and then. And I can't. All I can focus on is how rude that looks, that he's making everybody him. sit there. I literally can't stand him. I used to hate him. Now I just can't stand no, him. No, you just can't stand him. Yeah. Okay. I can't watch him for one second. No, I do sometimes. I do. But, yeah, it, I, you weren't the one, but it's obnoxious. Call me when he's not bashing Muslims. I'll watch that bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Andy, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good luck in uh, Montreal. And also here, I'm here the rest of the week. Come on, people. Come here uh, tonight and the next night and the next night and show up uh, Sunday, even if Andy's not here. Just... I like the way we're both talking to a fictional crowd that's not here. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a pretend pretty girl in the third row that keeps smiling at me. She's real. <laughs> oh, wait. And keep watching me on my asses in seats tour. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thank you. He did it. He did it. You afraid to go there, girlfriend? No, no. There's something that uh, I've been carrying around. I think you probably could have mailed this notification. I'm gonna save it.